Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Game Makers Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes to find out how Ubisoft games are made. I'm Charles Adam Foster Simard. In this set of episodes, we're talking to the three extraordinary composers and musicians who worked on the original soundtrack for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Jesper Kidd, Sarah Schachner, and Einar Selvig. For this episode, composer Jesper Kidd tells us more about Ezio's family ascending to Valhalla, the new Viking version of one of the most beloved pieces of music from the Assassin's Creed games, Ezio's family, which was first featured in Assassin's Creed 2. Jesper will tell us more about his process recreating this famous track, how he gave it a totally new sound while keeping the elements that made the original so powerful and memorable. But first, Let's go back to 2009 to listen to an excerpt of the original version of Ezio's Family. So this is kind of the reprise of Ezio's family, which I think it's fair to say has become the the main theme for the Assassin's Creed franchise. Uh, I don't know at this point if it's unofficial or official yet, but I think I think it's pretty clear. And I know talking to Aldo Sampaio, the the audio director, that it was very important for him to to reprise this track for or this melody at least in, in this game. Uh, was it something from the get go that you also wanted to do, or can you say a little bit how that came about? From the get go. Uh, it was very clear that, yes, Ubisoft was definitely looking for a new version of Ezio's family for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, so I didn't really think of it beyond that. I don't, you know, I, I thought from the beginning, I knew we, we needed a new version. And I was, uh, you know, thrilled when they asked me to write it. And how, how did you go about doing that? So did you want to, to stay quite close to the original, but just re reinstrumentalize it? Or did you want to do something totally new with it? What was your, your process and your philosophy there? Well, I would say both. Um, the, the melody in Ezio's family is quite minimal. So if you, if you go too far away from it, you're not going to catch people's ears you were going to you know so i needed to stay close to the theme for people to realize it is an Ezio's family uh remix if you want to call it that um but you know i wanted it to sound like it belonged in a viking environment which is very different from the last 
And the original version that I wrote, last time I worked on this track was when I wrote the original uh, foundation track, like uh, it's his family for Assassin's Creed 2. So that was obviously the Renaissance. So, I mean, right off the bat, Renaissance versus Vikings. I mean, can you get any more different? <laughs> it's not the same aesthetic. And then I also very much wanted to add something new to it. So what are some of the new elements that you added? Obviously, the melody, of course, is instantly recognizable as uh, eight notes. But what did you add? Well, there, the second section comes in and uh, then we go in a completely new direction. Um, there is a, a feeling of transcendence almost. I, I, I was working towards that kind of feel and hence the title Ascending to Valhalla. That part very much feels like we are ascending or or perhaps even weightless but there's something like where we have this more driving pulsating part with those notes repeating and then suddenly we are here and everything is like free and and and, and, and we're like floating and we're starting to ascend uh, so that was the idea there that you are um you're off you know to valhalla And then towards the third part of the track, I come back to Ezio's family again and uh, starts putting in new variations on that theme. Uh, and, and at that point, creating those variations wasn't such a concern to me because people have already heard we are in Ezio's family now. So I could create more and more variations without having to worry too much about you know, sticking close to the theme. Oh, because once you've established it more clearly at the beginning, then near the end you can play around with it a bit more uh, because and you're already like people know we're in that universe. Right. And, and even when I play around with it, I still feel it sounds very much like it came from the world of Ezio's family. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, Aina's vocals, he's, he's playing the he's singing the violin part there from from the original track. So it's um, it keeps the listener in, in that world for sure. Can you talk a little bit about your collaboration with Einar for uh, for doing the vocals for this song? Yeah. Um, so that was a, a lot of fun working with him on this. Um, I created a demo of the track. And so there was uh, vocal parts in there that I was looking for Einar to perform. And I had written some choir parts layered and with his vocals so he could create those as well. And then I had a Toggle Harbor in there. I had played not super awesome 
uh, because uh, Einar is a great toggle harbor player. And so he uh, he played some target harbor, and then I doubled his harbor with my harbor, so so there this this thick sound now. Then um, Clarosaurus is 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 in there towards the end. Another thing I work with, and also Melissa um, comes back uh, in the second section when we are ascending. That is her um, performance uh, vocals there, uh, ethereal kind of. Very mystical. We are now going to another dimension. Kind of sound. That means you have three three singers, right? Three voices, right? And then, and then you're you're doubling the toggle harpa. So you're you're there's a lot of layering I feel going on in this song, like a lot of of sounds over each other. Right, that's my music style. I mean that <laughs> that's just you know even I mean I always do that. And even if music, if you hear some music I've done that perhaps you would say is much more uh, minimal, it's still happening. I, I just that's just part of my DNA. It's part of my sound. Um, I like mixing the acoustic world with the electronic world and people not really being able to tell what's what. That's really uh, fascinating to me. And I've always done this throughout my career from the very beginning. And it's always been about mixing these two kind of things together and mixing music styles together that often isn't mixed together uh, to create new hybrid ideas. That's very much part of, of who I am. Uh, and where I came from, and so uh, perhaps another reason why I feel my music is a uh, it feels so natural to compose for a game like Assassin's Creed. There's some pretty pretty funky instruments to me. Like there's this these horn sounds that come in in, in the song. Can you talk a little bit about those wild horn sounds that we hear? Yeah, there's two horn sounds in there. There's a what's called a bronze lure, which is um, like a really typical Viking horn, but it's a big horn. It's it's got these um, round shapes to it. And uh, Einar performed on one of those horns for this track. And the second horn that's in there is very much a more um, electronic processed approach uh, so i wanted an authentic horn in there and then i wanted the more you know uh, animus simulated reminder that you're in the you know a simulation type horn performance so there's 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 both of those in there and were you trying to convey anything with these sounds I think outside of just embracing everything that's Viking, you know, <laughs> that, that, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, you know, you go towards the Viking instruments and, and for, for a, a Valhalla, it's just family version. You definitely want to go, you know, all Viking with it. Um, and I was wondering, so because, I mean, I think it was 10 years ago now that, um, or over 10 years ago that you were working on Assassin's Creed 2 and, and creating this song, like coming back to it after all that time, did you did you kind of discover or, or relearn something about the song that, that maybe hadn't struck you the first time or, or that you noticed 
I think so. I mean, I think it's quite apparent in the third section after we come back from this whole Ascension deal that um, I'm starting to um, discover new ways to play this theme, and especially in the vocals. Those are vocal parts I wrote and was very much um, looking for Ina to perform those as written there. You know, you go exploring, and this is what I found, and I put it in the track. So um, I hadn't explored that track since I wrote it. Uh, maybe a little bit in Brotherhood, but but not too much. So this felt... Uh, quite new to me going back there after all these years it feel yeah it feels really fresh and there's something um maybe it's the way einar is singing in the voices but it sounds like there's a little bit of a rough edge to it which is really interesting i find in this version right it it, it you know again a, a band of vikings you know that's um that that's such an important aspect of the sound for me to to have in there Are there any other um, sound effects or, or, or special uh, bits of instrumentation that you added in the in the, in the song? I mean, there's the water drop that I noticed that's kind of echoing in the background at one point. Right. Um, so I think you're referring to when the second section come in there and we are starting our ascent uh, to ascend. Uh, that is a, uh, a Yamaha CS80 synthesizer, um, you know, running through an analog delay, and the idea there is to give a sense of weightlessness. And um, you, 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 you call it water drop. That's really interesting to me. I didn't hear it like that, but I can totally hear it <laughs> when you're saying it. And 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 again, water dropping. There is a sense of. Um, it's like the opposite of ascension, but there's still a movement going up or down, you know? So that kind of like uh, thing where suddenly we're in another dimension and we are, uh, we don't know whether we're ascending or falling or, or, or we're um, floating, whatever it is, you know, we're not, you know, we're doing something different. You know, you're you're in that liminal space, that in between space, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, you could argue, you know, up and up, you know, if up was down or or anything like that, the water drops could be, you know, dropping up. Or mm. there, there's definitely uh, some interesting I, I, um, thoughts there when you mentioned that that water drop sound. It's, it's cool. <laughs> What was the idea behind that whispering sound that we hear in these very low kind of muttering voices? Yeah, so I had asked Einar uh, to come up with um, some whispering parts for the track. And he found this uh, poem, which I can talk a little bit more about. So the track starts out with some whispering as well, um, whispering Odin's name in Old, in old Norse. Mm. Uh, and towards the uh, third part of the track, after the ascending part, uh, there's whispering in there from a um, poem by, uh, it's called A Wisdom Poem by Odin. It's called, uh, and let me see about my uh, Danish here and no, no <laughs> Norwegian, but um, uh, so the name of that poem is uh, Grimmesmål på Nørrund. 
And it's a very long poem. And this is the uh, eighth verse, the verse talking about Valhalla. Uh, so I actually did translate it um, into English. Let's see if I can, I, I can uh, tell you what, what, it, what it talks about here. Okay, go ahead. So it says, and again, it's going through different sections. So this is the fifth section it's talking about. The fifth is Gladiant, where gold coins glimmer, Valhalla lies and illuminates, where weapon-killed men choose Odin every day. So it, it, it talks about being killed by a weapon in battle, and then after you're dead, choosing Odin, uh, and that means going to Valhalla. Uh, so it kind of glorifies Valhalla and what all that means. So that's what they're whispering in the background. It's interesting because in the original game, I mean, Ezio's family is this kind of tragedy, right, that happens to his family. And it's kind of a melancholy story. And here it's used in a completely different way because, I mean, and there's still the theme of death, I suppose, because Valhalla is this hall of the dead, uh, glorious heroes. But it's used to, to talking about ascending, and, and so it's, there's something kind of almost happy about it as well, because then you're spending time with Odin as a famed warrior. Yeah, I mean, I again, I, I took a lot of inspiration from the uh, the spirituality and the afterlife uh, and that, that belief system of the Vikings. I think that's something that's so Viking, you know. I mean, we have the name of all the guards in our uh, in our weekday names. Right. I mean, it's it's just out in society, this whole belief system. Mm -hmm. And and um, I very much wanted us to find ways to put that in the music. Uh, so when it does reach that sections where it's ascending, I feel it's something that really fits well with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Listen to Ezio's family ascending to Valhalla on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla original game soundtrack published by Ubisoft Music and Lakeshore Records. I'm Charles Adam Foster Simard from Ubisoft. This episode of Game Makers was edited by Manu Bachet. Special thanks to our friends at Ubisoft Music Simon Landry and Anne Langourieux, and to Assassin's Creed Valhalla's audio director Aldo Sampeo. Remember to subscribe to Game Makers and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.